I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, we've complained about aggressive, wildly inappropriate parents in the past. And I want to look at it from a slightly different angle. Uh, I always think different after I've had an exchange with Jay Evenson from the Deseret News. And uh, he wrote a great piece, uh, not just talking about the trouble with parents and sports. Uh, That's as old as sports, probably. Uh, But it's more important than that. Words have meaning, meaning matters, and what it does to our young people is really important. And Jay, thanks for joining us. This is a a really powerful piece. It got me thinking again uh, about how we approach a lot of these things. But I want to start with what you started with, and that is how words from an adult can impact a child. Yeah, well, thank you, Boyd. When I was looking at the video some parent took of that altercation in uh, Harriman, uh, there was a coach that told the the little boys who were playing football to to run away and leave. And you could see on their faces the the, the fright, the fear of what was happening. What were their parents involved in? Yeah. And that got me to, to thinking about this and the power of words and the power of our uh, unspoken examples as well. So when I was in high school – uh, I I remember this distinctly. I was uh, sitting in class and we'd been working on some project, and the the instructor made a comment about me to the effect that Jay's the type of person that no matter whatever he attempts to do, he will succeed at. I got to tell you, Boyd, I don't remember the name of that teacher. Mm. I don't remember the class that was in. I don't remember any of the lectures that he gave, but I remember those words, and yeah. I've remembered them my entire life. And, and I've remembered them at times when I when I have to do difficult things. And I mm-hmm. think, well, there was a grown-up at one time that believed in me and thought that I could do whatever I set my mind to. I haven't always succeeded at everything I've done in life, <laughs> not by a long shot. But those words changed how I thought about myself yeah. and my, my self-image. Yeah. And that's been so important. So powerful. Uh, and, and looking at that, uh, it is powerful. Powerful, And I think we can all go back to some of those moments just like that, where a teacher, a boss, a parent, uh, a friend, you know, had that positive word. Uh, and then I loved how you, you took it back to this horrific uh, incident at the Little League football game out in Harriman, inexcusable, uh, and how possibly the reverse is also true in terms of some of those words or some of those actions by adults on kids. Certainly. And I mean, that makes sense just on a rational level, right? That if, if, if nice, kind, uplifting words can, can do good things for you, then bad, negative, horrible things said about you or done to you can do horrible things. But it's not, it's not just that common sense. There's actually been a lot of research done uh, along those lines. And I cite some of it in the column. Uh, The Business Relations Management Institute reported on this neuroscience study show that negative words raise the levels of anxiety-inducing hormones in subjects being studied studied, and that it led to higher rates of negative self-talk among children or with children. Then there's a book called Words Can Change Your Brain, and it found that a single – this is a quote – a single word – has the power to influence the expression of genes 
that regulate physical and emotional stress, mm. and also that positive thoughts can have quite literally can can quite literally change one's reality. Um, and then I the, the research goes farther to that. Of course, this was just not just an incident of talking. Although if you listen to the video, you can hear a lot of you can words, hear a lot of words words yeah. that are not kind. <laughs> Uh, but when it comes to community and school violence, this is a source of great trauma for children. And this comes from the government, from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. It says the impact of child traumatic stress can last well beyond childhood. And then it went on to explain how this could result in learning problems and poorer performance in school, health issues, and even problems with the law, even mm. kids who end up acting out and, and yeah. having a life of crime because of these negative things. So I thought I thought that's important. You know, we're a sports-obsessed nation. A lot of parents try to live their own failed dreams through their children's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> athletic <Right>. exploits. <laughs> and we all want to see our kids become millionaire athletes for whatever reason. But we can't afford to lose sight of what's most important – and that is the lives of the children that we are raising and the types of examples that we set for them. Uh, and in this case, the, the parents were not apparently upset at the children. That what they did was not directed toward them, but their actions spoke louder than anything. It's yeah. just like I don't remember anything that teacher taught or what he lectured. These kids probably don't remember as much about what their parents lectured, but they will remember that example their parents set when something went wrong, when they didn't like something, this is how they acted out. Yeah. Kids learn from that. Yeah, and it's so interesting. Uh, we look at some of the things that are, are going on in our country and whether uh, it is the outcome of an election, whether it's the outcome of a uh, court decision, a Supreme Court decision. Uh, we're sort of building this idea that if you don't like the outcome, uh, that either violence, verbal or physical, is the answer and if it goes all the way down to, to peewee football, uh, and I guarantee that the odds of any of those kids making it to the NFL uh, is probably a snowball's chance in Guam uh, that any of them will ever play at that level, but yet we're treating it at that level, and we're sending this message and teaching this lesson that if you don't like the outcome, you can do whatever you want. There is a civil thread that holds our society together. Mm. And it's, it turns out that that's a lot thinner of a thread than we ever thought. And I think if, if it doesn't really – and we keep talking about what a wonderful system of government we have in this country. And yes, we do. It is the best. But no, no uh, government system can survive a total breakdown of civility. Yeah. And if, if we begin to treat uh, political opponents as enemies, if we begin to doubt our institutions such as uh, our elections – uh, I don't think our system of government is going to help us. Yeah, it does. It, it absolutely goes down to that trust factor. And when you have contempt for someone because you disagree with them, that they are worthless because they are on the other side of a, of a sporting event or or an issue in the community, uh, we always end up getting into trouble that undermines that, that thread that you talk about, that thread of civility, that trust. Uh, and I always say that we've tested, stress-tested this country uh, in – Civil war, in famines, in in uh, all kinds of economic collapse, all kinds of challenges, but I don't know that we've ever really stress tested it with the complete absence of trust uh, and hearts full of contempt. Uh, that's the one that actually worries me. Well, this is a, a heavy load to put on a bunch of parents in Harriman, <laughs> <laughs> but but I do think that that 
that behavior in our everyday life away from politics yeah. is is a, a, a symptom of a greater problem in society. Yeah. And it manifests itself in many different ways in our lives. And we need to, number one, be aware of it. Number two, put a check on it. Yeah. And that's up to each one of us. That is a look in the mirror, uh, we the people kind of moment uh, that we absolutely have to get to. Uh, Jay Evenson from the Deseret News. It's a great piece. Check it out at Deseret.com. Words have meaning. The meaning matters. And uh, how we approach all of these things uh, is just such a critical part of who we are. And it's what keeps us connected as a nation. Jay, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Boyd. All right. That's going to round out uh, hour number one. And uh, I tell you, I always think better after talking with Jay. And uh, we appreciate Jay carving out some time today and popping in studio Uh, to have this crucial conversation. And uh, yes, a group of parents in Harriman uh, acted very poorly, beyond poorly, uh, inexcusable. And uh, there are plenty of other instances online. We see the same thing. Politically, we see the same thing. Uh, And that's what each of us have to look in the mirror and say, what am I putting out there? What words am I sending out? And when things don't go my way, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's in the political space, so whether it's right in your own home, what is it that you're responding with? If you don't like the results, are you striking out in anger and violence, whether that's words or deeds? Uh, that's a we the people issue, and we're all responsible for that. I'm Boyd Matheson. You're listening to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. Don't miss hour number two of Inside Sources coming up next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.